The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Liverpool humble Manchester United as they put seven past them. Arsenal completes an amazing comeback win versus the Cherries as they stay five points clear at the top of the table. Manchester City easily beats a toothless Newcastle United. Tottenham failed to rebound from an FA Cup defeat with an away loss at Wolves. And Chelsea gets a much-needed win at home against Leeds United. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. All right, Robbie Earl, my friend. Um, only, only, mm. only one place to start. One of the most stunning score lines that we have ever seen, mm. ever seen in our co- coverage mm. of the Premier League. Yeah. Of watching it, uh, I think it's a tied record of Manchester United's biggest ever in the history of the club loss. Yeah. I think the the, the ones mm-hmm. before in the twenties and the thirties. We we had a graphic on the show today about it. Yeah, um, just nils, yeah. just an amazing game of football, an amazing kind mm. of difference in two halves. Um, obviously, we've had a reaction in the studio, Rob. What what did you what did you feel like was happening? I'll tell you what, 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 can we start at the beginning? Because part of the story, in my opinion, Rob, <laughs> is the team. Is Eric Ten Hag's team. I think yeah. from Liverpool's point of view in terms yeah. of the lineup, mm-hmm. there wasn't that many surprises. Manchester United, and we, we kind of yeah. teased it before the game, you know, my goodness, we're going to see Rashford against Alexander-Arnold. That didn't happen. Were you surprised mm. at the team selection no. and the positioning of Eric Ten Hag in, in this United team? I can't say surprised, Rob, because I've seen it worked to good effect. It's used it against Barcelona, Weghorst behind um behind Rashford. Uh Bruno on the left was a little bit more maybe a, 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 a surprise on that side. Um Anthony on the right hand side. But we have seen him use that system. We have seen him use Weghorst in the ten position and it's worked okay. They've they've won games against Barcelona. I think he changed the game recently um, I was working with with a game a couple of weeks ago where he took Rashford off the left against Leeds. He took Rashford off the left when Ailing was getting tight to him and he wasn't getting much joy. He put him centrally, put Vegorst in in the hole again, the ten, and we were all kind of doesn't quite fit, but it worked. It, it obviously wasn't working today uh, for a number of reasons. We didn't see the best of Rashford. Vegorst couldn't. Um, compete in the game and influence a game from a central position. You didn't get the best out of Bruno from the left-hand side, who ended up being more worried with Trent than he did getting on the ball and creating and doing what he wants to do. Bruno, somebody I'd, I'd like to come back to a little bit later in our conversations. But, listen, I, I have to say that what I've seen from Ten Hag in the past, I've, I've understood, I've sometimes not always agreed with it, but he's done it and it's worked. So... I can't straight away come and criticise what he did. What I would say is 
it took a while to change and by the time he changed the game had gone that would be probably the, my, my takeaway from that where a day when it wasn't working when when I, I say it wasn't getting the best out of Rashford who had few touches wasn't getting the best out of Bruno couldn't control the game wasn't getting the best out of Vegos that was my surprise that he didn't earlier change things around but to be honest Rob I suppose if you're looking from Ten Hag's point of view, they're 1-0 down from a, a sloppy goal from their point of view, good goal from, from Liverpool's that, that gets them, gets them a 1-0 lead. They're 1-0 down at half-time with, OK, Liverpool had the better of things, but they're still very much in, in a game at that, at that point. But don't you think, even though they're in a game, they're still gone in behind, yeah. Rob? There still was yeah. the issue of Rashford not being involved. I totally yeah. agree. Those three All players, those things. you yeah. know, Veghorst is a number 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, he w- he'll work hard as a 10 and he'll, he'll get around players, which is good. He's not a creative 10, we know that. And, and maybe you're right, Rob, it has no, been used before no. and the results have been good. Um, Bruno mm. is a left winger, not having it, not really having it. Maybe that was a cautious one. No. But I don't think it was cautious because he would have changed it back if it was a cautious one when they were behind. Yeah. It would have switched Rashford yeah. out there. I just still can't... And I understand that, that what's happened a lot is that Rashford started on the left-hand side. He's moved infield to play striker, and he scored. So yeah. I get that. Um, yeah. But you, you, I was just shocked that we didn't see that at all, given the way that Liverpool play, given the way that Trent has so much licence to go forward, that that's where a big chunk of space was, in that right-back spot that, that Bruno doesn't really want to go into and nobody else. So... I still question that, Rob. And at halftime with the changes, or, or early in the second half, you know we've cr- we've given yeah. so much praise to Eric Ten Hag. He's made massive difference mm. with his substitutions. This wasn't yeah. the case. Why was yeah. that, Rob? Why what he did this time made no difference? Are, are the issues that we'll get to in a second, United in this game, were they yeah. were they bad enough yeah. to override anything he could have done in terms of his substitutes? Yeah, I, I think we have to slightly come away from. Okay personnel and, and tactics Let, yeah. let's let's just talk about drive endeavor uh will to win 50 which is what he said they would be brilliant transitions at. yeah yeah let's talk about those things because actually liverpool were superior in those areas liverpool got to a level rob and i'm gonna hold my hands up i i wasn't sure they they could they had in them anymore we saw we were talking about a liverpool team last week against crystal palace who looked flat who looked one pace who couldn't change gear I was questioning whether this this team could get back to it let me tell you with a front three that were absolutely on fire and that's a, a separate conversation but everything behind it Rob that clicked into place that had some energy that had some drive that won 50-50s that, that um, did good jobs uh, in, in possession then you play to that front three Rob the new look front three and wow all of a sudden the new the new look front three with Jota on the bench with Diaz back in training and with Bobby Firmino coming to the end, but we still know can be an important player. Wow, that done off look different. That done off make me look a little bit silly saying they can't get, because I tell you what, and it might be a one-off and we'll see between now and the end of the season how many days we can they get back to that kind of level. But I think Jurgen Klopp's uh, uh, words at, at the end were... Uh, that was us. That's a, just a reminder to us and a reminder to everybody that's who we can be. Yeah, and that front three, Rob, I, don't, I think I think we all understand that that was money well spent and also the players to come back, as you mentioned, mm. Lewis Diaz mm. in particular. You know, that's, 
that's been a part of the team that most people would agree that that's going to come good and there's good signs there I think yeah, Gakpo yeah, that's, that's, a, fine, that's yeah. a breakout game for Cody Gakpo Rob in the way that mm. we did it in a tactics mm. session didn't we didn't we do it where like the, those or I did it yeah, in a breakdown or we something did a couple of weeks but it drops off and yeah and there's changes with and changes with new, to that left hand side yeah just does, does that a lot so that side of it amazing but behind it is where that's been lacking and today for, yeah. for, for a couple of different reasons that I think we'll get onto in a second, that was all right. And when that mm. bit behind that front three is right, then they look formidable going forward. And it is a reminder of what they're mm. capable of. And I'm pleased for the, new, the two new guys in that front three. You know, we, we, it was like, yeah. you know, all hail the front three of the past. Well, here's a new front three. Um, and Mo Salah getting, what's it, 129 goals, top goal scorer. 129 now, yeah. For Liverpool. Yeah, beat um, Robbie Fowler, hasn't he? His record of all-time Premier League goal scorer. Premier League goals, I mean, it's yeah. incredible yeah. in the time he's done it, Rob. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Just in the bigger picture, Rob, back, back to it's United. It's funny, just before, just before oh, we on move on, on that, yeah, and, and maybe we're going the same place, but you look at that front three and you look at, you know, the riches that they've got coming off the bench and, and the like. The re- one of the reasons Manchester United were hamstrung, I think, into a little bit of the how he played today was because he hadn't won anyone one else to fill the number nine shirt, Rob. They've got nobody consistent. Vegost is Vegost, and we're not going to knock him. He's done what he's done. Martial, you can't rely on. There's nobody else in the football club who can play as a number nine apart from Marcus Rashford. If you're going to play Bruno as a false nine, <laughs> listen, it ain't, it ain't really going to work. doesn't get the best of Bruno. doesn't get the best of the team. For what Manchester United need, it screams out now, they need a centre-forward at the top end of the pitch who can help knit what they've got together. If they've got a Gakpo or a Nunes at the top end of the pitch, looks very different for Man United. Put Rashford back out on the left, Bruno in the hole. Yeah, well, and it makes it a little bit more painful because Eric Ten Hag wanted Cody Gakpo, Rob, wasn't it? I mean, he wanted him to be yeah. that yeah. guy. And, you know, for whatever reason, they couldn't bring him in. They didn't bring him in. And, of course, he's on the Liverpool and... Uh, Today is obviously a reminder of what he can do. Just another angle, Rob. And by the way, that's a great point, and mm. that's something that the club will have to look at. And and um, they all know it, and the manager knows it. The fans know that they need a yeah. new number nine there um, to help them. Then gives Rashford the flexibility to take a break or to play left, yeah. and sometimes in the middle. Um, that's obvious. The other thing, Rob, just a, a slightly different angle on this. And you know, and, and by the way, just 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 how crazy is football from last weekend? Right, and I'll go both both clubs. <laughs> a League Cup victory, a trophy for Eric Ten Hag, the first trophy mm. that he can possibly win, the League Cup. He wins it. So much praise, Rob, about the the strength mentality, the winners they've got, and the, and Casemiro and Martin, everybody else. To go from that elation to today is stunning. But also, as you said, Palace from where they were flat to go to that is amazing. On United, though, Rob, was there a sense of we've cracked it, we've won a trophy? complacency come on then Liverpool we've got whatever you've got was there too much praise too much self-confidence going into this game where they felt that they didn't have to in this massive rivalry give 100% Rob 100% we've talked about this before not 98 or 97 they didn't want to give 100% because of the success that they've had and the belief that they that they're there they've arrived that they can beat Liverpool did they did they was it complacent was there a little bit of lack of respect of the, the sides of this match it's a, it's a good point and, and, I, and I don't think you can talk about the forms without that becoming part of the conversation 
I think we've talked last week, we praised the group of winners and what, how they've won. And I think they still... And I, and, I, and I have to take the first half, Rob, as an indicator of how the game started. There was a big... There was a more, there was a more determined drive and energy and effort from Liverpool that, that was the difference between the two teams. Regardless of Liverpool had a few good chances, United had a couple of chances themselves, regardless of how that went, it just felt like Liverpool wanted that game a little more. And that... that Manchester United have to understand, with under Ten Hag or whoever, that they're still Manchester United and it's still a big game and they still have to turn up every week. And you're right that maybe there was, there is or was a little bit from some, and I'm not saying from everybody, but from some like, well, that's our first one. We're back Man United. We're reading all the, the media about us. We're, we're, we're in four, three tournaments. A little bit of that can come and... I think Ten Hag's a grip, the right kind of manager to make sure how that's addressed. I think there'll be messages to the dressing room this week. I think people will be allowed to show that wasn't them over the next week or two. But I think if people don't buck up, Rob, he's a sort he'll make changes. I don't think he'll, he'll stand by anybody too much and say, I think he, it's one of those where not any... It'll never be something he wants because you could see he was embarrassed today when he, at the end of the game. He was embarrassed for what he's done at this football club, where he looks to be taking this football club, that they can go back to what we, we saw today, which was like United at the beginning of the season. But I think, Rob, what, what he, he will do is use this as a, as a learning tool for this group. Like, we ain't, we ain't quite as good as we think we are yet. We've won a League Cup, but we're, we're still a lot behind. You know, this is a Liverpool team who've, who've challenged for, for the, the very top over the last four or five seasons. And when they were at their very best today, they were too good for us. So we still got a little bit of catching up to do. 34 points was it last season, the difference between Liverpool and Man United. It looked like 34 points today. Just a couple of uh, headlines I read, Rob, just between the game and coming on and doing the, yeah. the show here. Um, the former United players that are pundits now in the UK, very, very mm. harsh words mm. about this squad and... And words like disgrace, yeah. um, embarrassed, and all that kind of stuff, collapse. What, what do you? What do you? Is that? Is are they the type of words that that should be used for today? Is it a blip? We had the conversation. Tim Howard kind of said, "You know what? It's a yeah, blip. They're, yeah. they're they're in the right way." Which we we understand they're in the right way, but is it a blip, a bad yeah. day, or in the future do they have to worry that? That, I guess it won't be seven again. It, you know, they won't play Liverpool in such great form. No. That scored with almost every blimmin' shot on target they had. Is, is there a concern, Rob? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is there a concern that in certain moments that the team can collapse and just go missing? Um, I, I, I think it's. A, I think some of the reactions are a little bit overreaction. I think that's what happens in the media. You know, shambles and disgrace. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's it's one of the worst defeats the football clubs ever had. A great club like Manchester United over the years losing 7-0 to its big, biggest rival. That hurts because back in the day everybody has known what this, this fixture is about. What, what I would say, Rob, is, is, is it's, um, it's, a, it's a learning for the group and the, and the manager. But I think the manager 
and the group, in fairness, deserve a little bit more than that, Rob. They've come from a difficult place mm. to be one of the most consistent teams in, mm. in, in, in the league and, yeah. and look like they're going to finish top four. Yeah. I think you know they, they've got one trophy in the bag already. They're still probably ahead of where people thought yeah. this football club could be at this stage. Mm. Then there's two or three more windows before I think we're fully judging mm. Ten Hag and Ten Hag's real Manchester United. Mm. And because of that, I just think that, listen, I understand why people... People say it and they'll grab the headlines and that's what people want. But, you know, I think let's take a slightly more considered view of what yeah. we've seen, what we've, we've witnessed in the past, the growth of this football club, the development of the football club. Under, you know, circumstances that, that are not ideal, the, the team's not as balanced as quite as it should be. It's missing one or two people who would make a difference, Ericsson in particular. Mm. Um, so, no, I think, I, I, for me, Rob, it, it, it's a day of... Just a reminder, yep. we're, not, we're not there yet. You know, the, all the Fergie talk and the legacies and what's going to come. Let, let's, let's just put that on hold mm. a bit. We've still got a little bit of work to do. Just before we move on from the game, Rob, let's, let's quickly go to Liverpool. And, and you know, the question will be, yeah. and, and all the listeners and viewers of this podcast, mm. Rob, will want to know, are yeah. they back now? Is this it? You know, they found a way. If they, if the front three, are they gonna? You know, it's. this league, mate. This league, this league. Is there anything in particular today that makes you think that Liverpool can consistently, you know, the, the, the boost that this game must give them? Or are yeah. we going to be on yeah. next week, Rob? They got mm. Bournemouth away. Bournemouth away yeah. next weekend. Yeah, are we going to be talking yeah. about a disappoint, a disappointing follow-up to this amazing game? Well, that's the question, mate. That, that's yeah. the question right there. That, that's the point. And it's if... And, and what they've shown, Rob, today, what they've shown me, and, and, and I didn't think was there, that they can get back to that, some of those yeah. high-intensity levels that I didn't think were there. So that, that's within them. So that, now the question is, why do we not see it more regularly? Well, is the drive, is the hunger, is the, is the desire there to do that now? That's, my, that's going to be really my look for Liverpool from now at the end, end of the season. Because all of a sudden, Rob, it, it's 7-0 and you're looking at that front three and you're looking at Klopp and you're looking at how it's all starting to fall back into place. And you're thinking, this, this is a team who could go to Madrid and go and get a result. You know, if they have yeah. one of them days yeah, and that could. forward line's are absolutely on fire, don't, don't write that off at the moment because any, anything could happen with this group. But what I would say is, Rob, we it'll be the, it'll be about the hunger and the drive and and like how much does this team want to get back there? That's what it's going to show us. Not that they can do it because they can do it. We, they've shown us today they can do it. I want to mention little Harvey Elliott in midfield mm. today, Rob. I want to mention him not because he was brilliant with his passing, brilliant. With, do you know what today? He skipped around. He was he was tireless. He was he was fearless. He he was energetic, and I thought others picked off him. And he makes some mistakes, and tactically at times he's not always in the right spot. But I just thought his energy, Rob, was important for the team. And sometimes you just need that. By Chetich is a lovely footballer, a little bit more controlled and a little slower in his mm. movements. I just thought the energy of, of, of Harvey Alec was really, really important to Liverpool mm, today, mm, as well mm. as Fabinho did and, and, and Hendo in there. Little Harvey Elliott's energy, Rob, mm. meant something. And I thought kick-started a, a, a few fires for a few people in around the team. Also, all, the, mention, the player I mentioned as well, that I just want to see more. I want to see more of him. In the heart of the mm. defence, Ibrahima Konate, Rob. We yeah. know he's had his injury issues. Mm. I'm saying that he's a brilliant yeah. player. Better, I think he's it? a wonderful talent. Yeah. He, 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 
he's got to find. He's it. part of their best <clears throat> back four now. Their best back four is is Trent, Robbo, yes, Canate, and Van Dijk. He's, yeah. That's the best four four now, mate. Yeah, and 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 we know that Liverpool fans want another centre back. They want midfield players. But if Canate can mm. fulfil, can stay fit, can be that guy, well, that that takes the pressure off of, of big money spending for a centre back. They've got an excellent one in Canate. I remember the yeah. Champions League final. He was he was like the, one of the best players on the park that day. Um, it may if yeah. he can be the player that that I think he can be. Maybe it focuses Rob. Maybe it gives him more money in the market for, for the midfield players, the Jude Bellinghams, yeah. the others. The maybe the Mason Mount. There's been talk about him uh, being the first choice mm. for Liverpool if he doesn't sign a new contract or whatever. So no, a, a, a stunning game of football. I think there was eight shots on target from Liverpool. Oh. Seven goals, Rob. Eight you, shots, yeah, seven, seven, seven goals. goals. Incredible, And Mo Salah, Rob, do you give him a quick... Give, give, the, tell me about Mo Salah as well, the, the, oh. the record holder. I mean, you know, what, a, what an amazing... 129 player. Premier League big goals. Yeah. I mean, and he was one, Rob, who questions were asked, you know, the big contract. A few weeks yeah. ago, we were having the same discussion. And I, I've read a couple of things over the last few weeks where they said, between now and the end of the season, we'll, we'll find out a little bit about Mo and, and, you know, his love for the club and, you know... All of a sudden, he's, he's bang back on form. Do you know before the goals, Rob, before the, the, he'd assisted in goals or scored his goals, I tell you what, three or four times he did, he ran back and helped Trent out of trouble, mm. ran back and got his foot in on things, on the edge of his box, defending mm. for his life. Like, mm. And after the game, talking about how great it was to get the record, but how great, even great it was to do it against United. Mm. Like He was proper fired up, proper invested in yeah. the club and what it means for them and that. I thought it was fabulous for a guy who's scores so many goals, who could be a little bit more arrogant and a little bit more of a superstar. He rolled his sleeves up today, put a shift in, and, you know, it's incredible record. Robbie Fowler, we played against and, mm. and with no Robbie a little bit. What a brilliant finisher, yeah. natural finisher, you know, but, but to, to surpass that. Yeah. Sorry, Rob, just before we go, and I have to go down this line, and it, it's one that um, it doesn't particularly please me, but I thought I, I, I feel I have to voice it. And it's your, he was your underappreciated player of the week uh, a couple of weeks ago, Bruno Fernandes. Hmm. I was so disappointed in him today, mate, as, as, a, as a captain of Manchester United. And again, when things weren't going well, I thought he sucked. I thought he fell out with a few of his own teammates. I thought he was off with, with all the opposition. He, he went to push a linesman. He was lucky that if he'd have been seen, he might have got himself certainly a yellow, if possibly a red. For, for, lost control of himself and then comes out after and talks about how disappointed. I was so disappointed mm. in him today as a top-class performer, mm. Manchester United captain, a player who you, we talked about who assists and scores and does all these things. I thought he harmed his team today rather than helped his team when they, when they got better. Very interesting point, Rob, and I, and I can't disagree. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good observation. I'm sure he wasn't thrilled about playing on the left wing. I'm sure he wasn't thrilled about the way the game was no. going. But you're no. right. No, but you're, I'm, uh, you're right. That, who cares? Like, you're the captain or whatever. You're a senior player. You've mm. got to find a way to help your team. And whether, you know, and I think it's, yeah, I, I, I love him as a footballer. I love his creativity and the assist that yeah. he does. We all but, love him. But, but you're right. You, you, you want to be a, you know, a top-class player at a team like Manchester United. In times like that, he's got to behave a little bit differently. Yeah, it's a good shout. It's a good shout, Rob. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics, Friday, July 26th on NBC and Peacock. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics, this summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's move it on. Great day for, for Liverpool. Mm. Um, we've got great days all over. We've we got... Great days at, at the Emirates, my friend. We, oh. it, it didn't start great days. It started 2-0 down to Bournemouth. An Arsenal team where we're all starting to say, OK, this wobble might not be so bad. Mm. But they're 2-0 down, Rob. Uh, I think everybody's, if not watching the game, is watching social media to see how this one plays out. And they get back to 2-1. They get back to 2-2. And we've got, I think, 10 minutes or so to go. And we're thinking, oh, that's interesting. Well, 2-2 two, two draw from a 2-0 defeat. And then we get something special. I mean, incredible, extraordinary scenes, Rob. That I'm thinking, I go back to Villa a few weeks ago with, with uh, Jorginho with a shot that hits the ball. They hit yeah. Sammy Martins that goes in. Incredible. We see Reese Nelson come off the bench, a young player who's not had much time, who chest controls, hits a shot with his weaker side, with his left foot that rifles to the back of the net. Then we see scenes, Rob, on the pitch. And I was, I was kind of, you know when you get caught up in it, you're like, wow. It, it, it reminded me, and I have to go back, and, and our older viewers will remember, and I went back because I wanted to get it right. It was 1993, Manchester United played Sheffield Wednesday. Steve Bruce scored a header from a corner, and it was a shot of... Brian Kidd and Sir Alex Ferguson running on the pitch, going like on their knees, and it was yeah. the yeah. time, their first Premier League title that right. season. They right. scored late on against Sheffield Wednesday, and that yeah. was their first Premier League title. Mm. And it was one of those moments, it's replayed as like, that was the day that United stepped forward. And I can't yet, I think because it's City chasing them and because of the situation, because we still don't know... How, Arsenal mm. over 38 game season mm. we still can't quite say this could be the defining moment Rob but it's going to be in there it's going to be replayed whether they win it or they don't yeah. win it whether they go close or come second that moment was incredible the scenes the players on the pitch the stadium I mean I was, I was trying to think and maybe you'll know better has the Emirates had a, a bigger moment than that would that be the biggest moment in the Emirates to date I, I mean, I'm thinking since yeah. 2004 last title. I mean, they haven't really been that close to to winning a title before going, you know, where where they, we thought it could be theirs. Mm. Have, they, have they? 
I don't think so. I think somebody, years ago. somebody might have talked about a European night game. I, I can't remember what which game it was now. There might have been a big European night game or something that yeah. that was a stunning yeah, performance, maybe, a stunning comeback. Champions I mean, League, yeah. yeah, I mean, a friend, a good mm. friend of mine, Rob. Uh, if I had quite a lot of friends that support Arsenal, but the, one of them texted me with something yeah. I thought was interesting. It's like that this connection that's been been nurtured over the last season or so with the, the manager and the players and you know sometimes they talk about yeah, over over yeah. celebrating and going to the fans and all that mm. but I don't know like, it, this guy was saying to me in the text like the fans the, the connection now is so strong that whatever happens on the field of play yeah. the fans believe that their support can pull the team through yeah can pull the team through. And we saw yeah. it. We saw it first hand yeah. when they played West Ham United in the Boxing Day, the first return from, yeah. uh, from the World Cup break. We were when there. We, were we there, witnessed yeah. it. And you talk about big moments. Mm. There's been probably three or four. I think we showed a graphic on our air, Rob, about 90-plus minute goals from Arsenal, winners, and there's been multiple of them. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I would say in that, and, and, and the boost that you get from that, you know, it ticks the box that I always look to see which club, and I say it a million times, you know, which club do we feel something special is happening at? And and you have to say yeah. Arsenal now. There's something special happening there. And the momentum mm. and the belief and the confidence and the togetherness is phenomenal coming into a, to a run in the last yeah. third of the season, yeah. really. The only other side of the coin would be, Rob, this, this it's taken these gigantic, incredible moments to win games. And can that continue? Yeah. Can, are, they, are they winning games? Mm. Is it really difficult in certain days, and there's multiple ones of them, that winning is incredibly difficult? We're going to talk about Manchester City in a second. Yeah. They don't seem to need yeah. as many yeah. of those. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to stop yeah. Arsenal, but if you're an Arsenal fan, would you be concerned that, my goodness, we're needing oh, these then, amazing yeah. moments to Oof. keep winning games, to keep that, um, that, that, that gap at the top? I hear the point, and, and it's a point well made. Where I would probably differ is, I would say, because we're finding a way to find these moments, it's giving me more belief that this something that's happening is happening, and this something that's happening could go all the way. We're finding ways, Rob. It's not that we're getting there, and, you know, this could have been a 2-2 draw, which still wouldn't be a bad result for me 2-0 down with a with an hour on the clock but, but champions at know, home to Bournemouth three, two, but yes. champions at home to Bournemouth should they be 2-0 yeah, down yeah, should they be having to do that but maybe that's but maybe that's what this Arsenal team have to get to this year to do that and then maybe they become a City or a Liverpool or a United of the past or a mm. Chelsea where you have a little bit more this is a young group of players Rob it's a terribly young group of yeah. players I mean the first goal and, and you did a great job of, uh, of highlighting it on, on the team you know Bournemouth work the, the most basic, uh -huh. like one guy goes one side, uh -huh. five go the other, we go down the side, we cross it in the box, we score in 10 seconds. Amazing. I mean, it's like, yeah. let's get over that first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's incredible that, that, that's, that those tactics still work. But they got over that. Then they get over the second goal that, that goes in from the corner, bad mm. defending. And, it, you know, for a young team, Rob, it would almost be mm. like, my bigger question would be like, Wow, this young team I know found a way to to to, to come back. Yeah. The other person who, who who I just got to got to jump on here, and he, he's not Pep yet, he's not Klopp yet, um, he's not up, he's not Wenger yet, but Mikel Arteta, my friend, deserves. You know, we've got to start giving this guy a little bit more credit than, you know, he makes changes at, at the start of the game. Does, does rest Jack and, and White? White doesn't mm. work. He makes a change. Tamiya so on White on mm. White gets a goal. He put 
uh, Emil Smith Rowe for Trossel. Trossel gets to knock Emil Smith Rowe comes on. Yeah. He eventually takes Emil Smith Rowe off after Emil Smith Rowe. Uh, Nelson comes on, gets the goals, gets the thing. You know, he makes some decisions, Rob. We talked about Ten Hag, we talk about yeah. Pep, we talk yeah. about Klopp. You know, he, he's in there making big decisions for his football club that mm. at the moment mm. seem to be getting his team the right results. Mm. And he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done and what he's built. And do you know, as much as anything, Rob, I'm like, we've got a proper race. I think because it's what happens now between now and the end, I think we got a proper race. Yeah, yeah. I think this goes all the way. Yeah, I do too. I do too, Rob. And that's because... a credit to Arsenal. Yeah, that's uh, a credit to Arsenal. Uh, it, we will talk City in a minute, in a minute, Rob. But but Arsenal, mm. back to Arteta. You got to you got to give players rests and breaks at some point. They don't want to. And we've yeah, talked about yeah. Arsenal, the team. It's like there it is, unchanged. Yep, there it is. There might be the odd one or yeah, well, yeah. one change possibly. Um, so you're right. He has to make the changes. But to be fair, he made them for this game mm. against Bournemouth at home, yeah. and it maybe looks a little, mm. a little complacent, like this only Bournemouth. Um, but he quickly made the fixes to get back again. That's how hard it is. You know, a city yeah. they can rotate yeah. so easily, and uh, you know they win games, um, almost whatever team they play out. But Arsenal finding this position yeah. wanna capitalise. They wanna make the most of it, and don't really wanna go away from that best eleven. Um, they did it. They get away with it. Yeah. They move on. It's and you're right. That little gap they've got five point uh, cushion, isn't it? Still, twelve games left. Cushion, yeah. Equal no, points. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. Pick me! And head to the best seats in the house for a night of... Romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. Yeah. We're going to talk City now. um, And I think they're going to need that gap because as we do transition, Rob, if that's okay with you... um, I yeah, I yeah. I thought Man City were excellent. That the, the the I don't know, I mean against a Newcastle side that may be a little deflated yeah. from the League Cup loss uh, to Manchester United. Yeah, possibly. But in terms possibly. of and, I, and I'll throw it this way to you, Rob. In terms of a little bit mm. of old City with a little bit of Erlen Haaland yeah. City in terms of having to play a little bit differently. Yeah. How about this game for being yeah. a blueprint of doing both? of getting your midfield players in the box, of playing your intricate football to find ways to score goals. Yeah. And in Foden, I mean, the, the Foden 
form and his fitness levels, etc., is mm. a little bit ominous. Is that the right word? It, 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 he ominous. makes them ominous. better. Ominous. ominous. ominous yeah. he, he makes mm. them better. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought they were they yeah. were everything that we enjoyed about City before Erlen Haaland, and also he was involved. Rob, he yeah. could have scored a couple of goals. De Bruyne crosses sometimes. He makes mm. little through balls. I thought they were excellent and and made Newcastle look so average and second best that I thought this was, was impressive for Man City. And it's not a big statement victory, but the way that they at times can win yeah. games kind of easily and the, the addition and the reintroduction of Phil Foden and his quality from the wide right, um, I thought worked out great. And that midfield of Gundogan and, and uh, Kevin De Bruyne and Rodri, I tell you, yeah. th- they are still some phenomenal team. Yeah, I, I've got you. I didn't quite get the same sense of how commanding it was from 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 City. I got I've got the Phil Foden note. I mean, he's becoming their game changer, mate. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Goals. I think we've talked about it. The goals and and and, and the thing. That's nine goals now, four assists in the Premier League. Um, what you know, two against the City in, in the cup, one against Newcastle. Last week, one against Bournemouth this week. So just continuing to, to, to find the goals, whatever the, the game, whatever the competition. Scored goals in Champions League in Europe for them as well. Um, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because he had a little dip. I think he's had a little bit of an injury, a bit of an ankle. Yeah. And, and Pep said maybe he had a little dip in form, which has got to come. You know, he's been this 17-year-old kid. For the last five years, he's been in the picture. All of a sudden, I think we're seeing the next sort of iteration of Phil Foden. Like, now he's not the, is he in, is he not? Is he still the young kid? He's like, he's one of the main, he's one of the main go-to guys now. When we're in trouble, he's becoming on the, near to the De Bruyne level of, get it to Phil Foden, he'll make something happen for us. Mm. And and that's the difference where I think this City team, and you're right, I looked at the midfield um, productivity, De Bruyne, four goals, 12 assists, Gundogan, three goals, three assists. Bernardo Silva, your little diamond you can bring on to change a game, Rob. If he's left side centre-back or left side midfield, he, he understands the system and how to play. Four goals, five assists for him. Grealish, three goals, four assists. You know, if the big guy is not scoring, um, and I'll just have a little word with him on him in a minute, but if the big guy's not scoring, there's people in the team, the Mares, the Grealish, the Fodens, uh, who can get goals, who can find other ways. I thought it was one of those days, and it, you know, it wasn't necessarily a great Erling Haaland day. I just thought, Rob, and, 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 and again, I, I might have saw the game differently, but as I was watching the game, I thought there were three big opportunities where things could have changed. They were 1-0 up City. He hadn't met, found the second, although we're dominating. Longstaff had a great chance. Yep. That Ake does a, a brilliant block and blocks the ball. Callum Wilson should have scored. Yep. If it, if an informed Callum Wilson scores when the ball comes across. He miss kicks it, lost a little bit of confidence in front of goal. And Joe Ellington g- comes across the box late on and sweeps at a ball that yep. if he makes contact with, mm. he, he scores. I thought there was, there, was, there was a couple of things where if Newcastle had, had got a goal, whether it's a, a 1-1, 1-0 to make it 1-1, even at 2-1 to make I thought there was a little bit of... Frailty to City again when it turns over when those things and it was a, yeah. a Newcastle team that were off the back of a League Cup. So mm. I just wasn't as and and I heard you on the broadcast and you you know you 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 were, were were praising Pep and it's hard not to and I understand when they play. I just felt as though hmm, 
if Newcastle are sharp in Newcastle, Newcastle six weeks ago when they were firing, I thought might have nicked a draw out of that. Mm. I just feel like City are not quite in that groove where I think they're going to go on those runs now. They're not 12 straight wins. I just don't see that right now, personally. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it a bit different. I thought they were good. We talked the other week 4-1 against Bournemouth, but Bournemouth were... Like yeah. it is, we took the training team and, and we give them quality. But I didn't think it was. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great at, at the weekend. But they got they got the points. Yeah, granted, granted the chances that, that Newcastle created. Agree with that, and we showed yeah. those chances. Yeah, and you've got to take those chances against City. Mm. Um, I, I just, I, I guess my my main thoughts of the first half, Rob, and, and the way that the way that Man City played through the lines of, of Newcastle and De Bruyne and yeah. Gundogan were those, those high eights that get in between the lines and are a nightmare to pick mm. up. Um, but no, it's a, it's a good shout. Yeah, maybe we see it a little bit differently. I, I, just, I just really enjoyed City and I just thought they found a lovely balance between mm. trying to find the big man up front but also not forgetting what they did before, yeah. before him and the way that they're creating scoring goals. Um, but no, comfortable yeah. victory for them. Just a quick line on Newcastle before we move on. I mean, football's yeah. crazy, isn't it? I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I'm thinking, well, the, the way that Newcastle are playing, the respect that they've got now, they, they, should be a, they should be a really great shout for a top-four spot. A couple of weeks goes yeah. by. I mean, to be fair, their form has dropped mm. off a little bit. But now, you know, you look at them now yeah. in the league table, the sixth place right now. God, it, it, it's, 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 it's crazy, isn't it? Do they, if they don't finish top-four, Rob, how much of a disappointment is it going to be the, to the fans of the club? Um, it will be because I think you know he's raised expectations so much in in, in these drives. Listen, if 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 Eddie can bring European football of some kind yeah. to to Newcastle in this season yeah. with development and growing the club, and we know that there's going to be windows where they're going to spend more and get better, I think that's still a, a yeah. brilliant move forward. Yeah. They're still not out of they're still not out of it, Rob. You know they've played 24 games. They have got 41 points at the moment. That's uh, Four behind Spurs, but uh, two games in hand. So, <laughs> lack of goals has been the issue, hasn't it? They, they, they suddenly dried up in front of goal. Almoran's goals have dried up a little bit. Isaac's got to play. A tough time. Isaac. Isaac's coming back. He's got yeah. to play. Isaac's got to start. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know, we know there's great affinity between uh, Eddie and, and Callum Wilson, but yeah, Isaac's got to start now, mate, yeah. and, and give him a go and see if he can get goals. They need to get a few goals from midfield. Could do with one or two midfield players chipping in. But just before we move on, mate, I want to give you my this week's underappreciated performer of the week. Oh. And he plays for Manchester City. Now, I was, if I was to say to you, guess, I think he'd be your 10th or 11th guess of, of, of who he is. I think if you walked around Manchester City's stadium before a game and looked for a shirt with this player's name on the back, <laughs> you'd ve- rarely find one or two. So very yeah, underappreciated. I think over the... So, by on a number of levels, I just think, um, based on I think it's 19 or 20 appearances so far Premier League this season, as well as in the cup domestically and in Europe, I think he plays anywhere around on in the back four. He solved a problem with left back when Cancelo went out the door very quickly. Zinchenko mm. was sold; he didn't really have a left back. Mm. He plays. He's played with Laporte, with Diaz, with Stones, with Akanji, and still does all right. His manager's talked to him being a diamond in training, who, whether he's playing or not, trains at the same level every week. Nathan Ake, my friend, is a man who plays for Man City, who never gets a mention. I never heard anyone mention Nathan Ake since he moved to the football club. (laughs) Yet, started as a kid at Chelsea, went on loan to Reading, went on loan to Watford, went on loan originally to Bournemouth, signed by Bournemouth. 
Man City buying from Bournemouth, almost a bit like people saying, well, he's, he's a decent backup, yeah. he's a good lad, yeah. he'll be a backup. He's been more than a backup, Rob, for them this season. At a time when others have been injured, others' form's gone, he's been a level of consistency. He's played in a left-back role that allows them at times to play Rico Lewis as an inverted uh, full-back and they play three at the back. He can play any of the other centre-back positions. He's got a calmness about him. He, he makes very few errors. He, he made a brilliant block on Longstaff for, for a possible goal that Newcastle yeah. scored yesterday. He's never going to get the headlines. He's not Phil Foden. He's not Kevin De Bruyne. He's not Erling Haaland. He's not Gundogan. He's not Mares. Who all have their days, who all get goals and assists. He's the guy at the back who steadily goes about his business and nobody gives him a mention, Nathan Ake. Amazing flipping monologue of Earl's love for Nathan Ake. And it's not about shit, it's a good... Yeah, I get Thank it, you, I get Nathan. it, I totally get it. I mean, he is underappreciated. He's not really loved when you've got so many other glitzy, glamorous players there. But yeah, I can't argue, no. Rob, I can't argue. He does a very solid job in different spots. And when he signed him, it's like, oh, okay, that's all right for, for a squad player. Uh, no, not bad, mate. I didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. So well played. Well played, Nathan. Yeah. Okay. Well played, Man City. Um, yeah, good shout. All right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full-body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. Leave it on, my friend. Yeah. Let's move it to Tottenham Hotspur. Hmm. Well, somebody said they're either a dream or a nightmare, Tottenham. You don't quite know which. I mean, a 1-0 loss to Wolves after a 1-0 loss in the FA Cup um, against Sheffield United, wasn't it, midweek? Um, so, we'll have to go down as a bad week for, for, for Tottenham. And all the talk of, you know, the big stars who are going to be there. Is Harry Kane still going to be there? Is he going to want to move on? That that. Starting to do the rounds. Will Antonio Conte want to be there? Will he uh, want to move on? That's starting to do the rounds. You know, Conte is talking about he wants to be back next week. They've got the game against Milan uh, in the in the cup match week, which is huge now for Tottenham. Uh, that's on Wednesday, and then they go next week to where are they next week? Tottenham. Tottenham. Forest at home. Um, Forest at home. Forest at home. Yeah, which you would never know with, with, with which Tottenham's gonna gonna be, but big week for for Spurs. Where are we with Tottenham, Rob? And you know, the team that can beat City one week, the team that can go to Wolves who can't score and get beat one nil, and you know, if Harry Kane doesn't have a great day, there's not much too much else happening um, from a forward point of view. You know, Sonny was back in with Charlton out this week, but didn't particularly change too much 
too much up there. Um, mm. I think Dyer was rest, rested, wasn't he, for, for this one for um, from Spurs' point of view. Whether that's resting him for the cup or what, I, I do not know. Where are we with, with Tottenham, mate? Well, I think this is one of those, Rob, that, that, that you're either glass half full or half empty. Mm. We've seen some good weeks yeah. from Spurs. And when you've got Antonio Conte in charge, I, I, I do get a sense of there's a proper leader in charge of the football club. And my sensible head says it's going to take a little bit of time to get the individuals in spots yeah. to push them to the next level. They're going to continue to grind. They're going to continue to fight for that top four, I feel, all the way through. We know what attacking players they've got. You know, Richarlison dropped to the bench for this one, Rob, again. And your man, Hyomin Son, yeah. got yeah. a starting Sonny position. It's, it's obviously more than about those front players. We can talk about those front players, but the team's performance isn't really about those front players. They, they, they can do it. It's about what's behind and the inconsistencies and the, sometimes mm. the progressive nature of the football, sometimes not, um, which, you know, I, this is one of, the, this is one of the, that big old window of games, so I didn't get a real detailed look at Spurs this weekend. No. Uh, as opposed to other weekends. Poro and pa Perisic in the wide areas, wasn't it? Yeah, which is, again, which is what the manager wants. They're, they're, they're Antonio Conte signings. Yeah. He knows them. He knows all about them um, in Italian football and stuff. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy result. That, that, but you, like you said, you've got European mm. games during the week. The big question, Rob, that, that we have to consider yeah. is the manager. And we know he's been out for a little while. Yeah. And we know that his contract is up in the summer. And... I don't know what goes on in the background. You know, who's starting negotiations? Who's pushing negotiations? Who's delaying it? Yeah. The, two two parts to the to the to the same question, really. But do you think he will sign an extension? And do you think it's the right move if the two connect again on a new contract? I think. If he if there's Champions League football at Tottenham, I think you you have a good chance of him, of him staying. I think without Champions League football, I think he's that's where he sees himself, Rob. And I think there'd be plenty of suitors, uh, certainly back in Italy, that would would, would take a chance on him. Um, I'd ask the same question. I'd almost Rob, and I, and I, and I, I don't like going down the Harry Kane, but you know, a week like this for Harry Kane. Yeah. Where he is in, in, in the stage of his life, you know, the, the record Spurs uh, goal scoring now um, after Jimmy Greaves. Um, he's chasing the 260 goals of, of Alan Shearer for the all-time Premier League goal score record. Do weeks like this, Rob, make him think, do you know what, I, I, if I'm going to win something, I can still win something and chase that record if I stay in, in England and go to another Premier League club. Do weeks like this at all affect his decision making or do you think he's a Spurs guy he's going to sign a contract he's going to finish his career there he's going to be known as a one club legend who's going to score as many millions of goals for Spurs and chase down Alan Shearer or do you, do you think like losing the FA Cup which was the last real chance unless you know they have miracles in the Champions League to, to win it that real chance of silverware again at 30 years of age do you think do you think Harry Kane sits at home and thinks about that I do I do, Rob. I do. And we know that he wanted to move to Man City before. The club yeah, didn't allow him yeah. to go. Where we, we feel there was some kind of conversation with Daniel Levy about letting him leave after this season in the yeah. stadium, this season with Mourinho, then another season and another season. Looking at the top of the league table, Rob, there's one move that stands out and one move only. Yeah. That's Manchester United. 
It's Manchester United. Yeah. He's not going to Arsenal. Mm. Man City have got their guy. Man United need a Chelsea number nine. Chelsea would be interesting, but he isn't going to Chelsea. He isn't going to Chelsea. I don't think he's going to Chelsea Spurs. because of the two clubs and the rivalry between them. Liverpool have got tons of mm. excellent players in those front positions. Newcastle yeah, United, yeah, yeah. too early a project. He's not, I, I think he wants to go somewhere to win. Yeah. So that's the move. That's the move. Now, you know, who knows with, with contracts and with the club and Daniel Levy and Harry Kane. Are we, is it getting to the point it's now or never, though, in the summer? Or, yeah, or yeah. I, I, I think he knows that, though, Rob. Is he I gonna, think he knows I, that. Do you is really this think, summer or not, innit? But, but why, why, why would it happen this summer? Why? Because he's, he's, he'll have a year left on his contract, so if they want to get money for him, they'll get a decent fee. He'll go to a club where he believes he can win some silverware, and you know, put. I mean, I'm sure Harry Kane, and, and we know. Listen, that footballers will always say, "Oh, they don't listen to media and that." Of course, he knows. Of course, everybody telling him that you've never won, a, you've, you've never won a, a trophy. You've won all the the, the, the golden boots and, and and all those things, but never won a trophy. That's got to hurt him, Rob. That's got to play yeah, on his yeah, mind. He's got to yeah, be thinking, yeah. right? I, I I have a chance to change that. I have one more big opportunity to change that. Where he's young enough, where he'll earn Spurs some money, so he's done them proud. He's <laughs> been one of their own. He's come through the ranks. He's, he's earned the money. Now I'm going to go and continue trying to get this uh, Alan Shearer record. But I'm going to try and win a trophy or two. Listen, yeah, I totally agree with all that, Rob. But the facts are this. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen, Rob. The club aren't <laughs> going to let him go. The club are not going to let Harry Kane leave the club this summer. Whether uh, Antonio Conte wants to stay on, whether it's a condition that he mm. stays on, whether somebody else comes. The Tottenham Hotspur, without Harry Kane, what? when you look at the front areas, uh, are, are, are so much weaker. Why, if you're, why would you let him go now when you can think, you know well, what? Well, his contract's, up, his well, contract's up in a year. He well, can yeah. walk... He, no, but he can yeah. walk away in a year. Great. So you say you'll keep will, one more we'll year and then you let him go. Yeah, and at that point, Rob, in a year's time where he knows he can walk away from the end of yeah. the football club, I don't know whether at 31, yeah. I don't know whether anybody else is going to be busting a gut to, to sign him at that point. They mm. might. You'd still take him, mate. I would still take well, him. He drops in and well, you know, he's maybe. not relying on pace. But, and, but if you're Daniel Levy, are you thinking, yeah. well, the chances are, you know... We'll keep him. We'll just keep him one more window. Then after yeah. that, he might just want to stay here and he, he might be on his way down a little bit in terms of his performance level. In terms of, I, I don't know. I just have no... I, and what you say about Harry Kane and what he must feel about trophies and other... I, of course. But it, it didn't happen before. I don't see it happening again just to, get, just to say, well, let's get some money for Harry Kane because his contract's up in a year. I think they'll swallow that. He, he doesn't owe him anything. They don't need to get money for Harry Kane for what he's done for them over a long mm. period of time. I just I feel bad for yeah, Harry Kane. We're talking about Daniel Levy. What's a, what I mean? a very different man. I know. He, he'll want money, mate. He, I know. He, well, ain't, he ain't looking after Yeah, but he player. also wants his man. He ain't looking after and No, the he's player. not looking after the player, agreed. But in terms of does he want the money, mm. I think he wants the player. To, 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 to attract another manager or another project. A project without Kane after this summer, poor, who's going to take that? So I don't know. That, that, that's, that's my concern about Kane, yeah. and it's, it's well, a sad com- story. A of, it is a sad story, um, but a couple of big decisions for Spurs, yes. and a lot will depend on if they can make it in the top four. Uh, but a big week as well with Champions League coming up this week uh, against Milan. Got to deal with that first before they face Forest next weekend. Uh, let's talk to a man who needed a result, who got a result, who got a goal, finally, for Chelsea. 
Chelsea won Leeds nil. Graham Potter gets a win. Fafana with a header from a corner was enough. Um, got a bit edgy at times, a little bit nervy, uh, but they got the job done. Um, a little bit of pressure off for, for Graham Potter, or you know, as we go into a week with, with Dortmund lined up for um, this week. I think that's a Tuesday night game. Yes. Um, yeah. And then they go they go away to Leicester next weekend. Uh, Leicester team that uh, will be fighting for, to get some points down at the wrong end of the table. Um, better week. I mean, could he enjoy a nice glass of red, sit at home, and, and maybe not know that the, the, the social media is going to be so bad on him? Graham Potter one 0 win against Leeds, or is it is it ahead just on Dortmund and Leicester? And you know, where where is he? Where are we with, with, well, with Graham Potter after well, the win? He might get a little glass of wine, Rob. Maybe maybe get a little glass of wine, but he won't have any more than one glass because, you know. It, of course, the most important thing, and we said it, like, and I'm not going to criticise the performance or whatever. You, you win the game, that's what they needed no. to do. Mm. Winning games takes pressure off, it changes, it, it gives them more time, starts to change the perception, etc., etc., etc. So winning was absolutely key. Did they play great? No. Did they look nervous when they're 1-0 up in terms of protecting it? Yes. Is that natural? Yes. Mm. So, so many more steps to go. This is a, a very important one. Can they start to... And it's probably too early. Can they start to think about a foundation, about a bit of a, a system, yeah. a little bit of a setup that they can start to build from? That's what they need to do instead of looking again for different... You know, we had three at the back this time, which, by the way, Rob, yeah, I, sweet, do, yeah. I do yeah. tend to think that that helps them, not necessarily with the yeah. players that played in this game, but when I look at uh, Ben Chilwell, I look at Reese James... I see those Rich two James, fullbacks yeah. have been really great going forward. And if three centre backs allow them yeah. to play higher, you know, fullbacks in a back four can still play high, but there is a sense that you've got to be a bit more yeah. cautious. To allow those two to play further up with three at the back, I think makes sense. You've got two, you know, in Kovacic and Golo Kante and, and Enzo Fernandez, you, you can always have two, yeah. a really good six pairing in there. And then a front three from all the blimmin' attackers and players they've got. So mm. I did like the system change. I'd, I'd like him to stick to something yeah. the same way. But the main thing is, more than anything else about systems or anything, that they won. And that, and that buys them a little bit of time. And it starts to claw at let's try and get this club back on its feet again. Um, they're 10th place in the league table right now, Rob, as you said. They've got this massive game on Tuesday. You know, could, could this win against yeah. Leeds and Dortmund a Champions League victory? Yeah. If they win that game, Rob, and they go through, then yes, mm. that, that, that really is a big jump up in 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 terms of improvement and moving this thing to get into the right direction, moving into, start moving in the right direction. So all eyes, all eyes in the Champions League yeah. uh, against Borussia Dortmund on Tuesday afternoon. Um, but yeah, well done, Potter. Yeah. Finally, finally. Yeah. Um, needed, much needed. <laughs> Do you know, as I was watching the game, Rob, and it was a bit nervy, and I think we're all nervy for them that they scored the goal, but, you know, didn't look out how they were going to end on. Leeds had a couple of chances late on that, that you know went, went close and could have gone the other way. Look, unfortunately, for the, from their point of view, but I, I did notice, and I, I don't know whether I just picked it up more because I'm, I'm, I was watching the game, watching him. But he he went off on the touchline a lot. Rob, he was pointing was and he was cajoling mm. and he was getting mm. people in. And mm. it's not. I'm not saying that's not him because mm. he does do that. But mm, he's naturally bit. more of a sit down mm. guy. Go and have a little bit of words. Sit down. It was like he understood in maybe some nervous energy coming out as well. But anyway, uh, 
so pleased with him. Got the win. Mm. I think it's good for the team. I think it'll just take a little bit of pressure off the team. Even some, even some top class players, Rob. You can see are starting to feel a little bit of the tension that, that the whole situation's brought, and that's that's not helpful for Potter, the team, or the fans. So a win is a win. It, it, it's a start. Like you say, if they can go back to back, win against Dortmund, and get through in, in in the Champions League, and then. You know, address a little bit of league form that they've got one or two win, game, winnable games. All of a sudden, it could change and, and it could spark and they could get a little bit of something going and, you know, have a, a deepish run in the Champions League and who knows where they could go in there because they have got the quality and if they can get people back in the team, you know, it, it, it could look very different. So enjoy your glass of red, um, Graham, whatever it was on, um, on Saturday night and, and then go back to work tomorrow because. Big, massive game coming up on Tuesday mm. night against Dortmund. Yeah, um, and just a quick mention of Wesley Fafana, Rob. He scored the goal. I thought he looked really good. I, I'm a big fan yeah. of Wesley Fafana. I know yeah. that b- big injury to come back, but but I think he's he's mm. going to be a really, really good player, an important player for Chelsea. OK, Rob, just in terms of the other games to, to kind of run around real quick, um, I am yeah. going to jump to the Forest game, Forest-Everton game. Um, that was the first game this morning, <clears throat> Sunday game. Um, it finished 2-2. I, I, first off, I, I thought the, the game was really, really good. I, I enjoyed Everton, yeah. Rob. I enjoyed Everton. I enjoyed the midfield of Everton. Mm. I enjoyed Amadou Anana and yeah. Abdullah Decore, the two, the two midfield players that, that it looks like, and I like it from Sean Dykes, that he's saying, hmm, number yeah. nine, bit of a problem at number nine. Where else can we get goals? Because mm. in modern-day football, goals should come yeah, from different two. areas. And those two players, Rob, yeah. I mean, we can talk about McNeil mm. and Awobi and whether they ever yeah. get big numbers of goals or whether they ever contribute as enough as they should do. But in Onana and, and uh, Decore, well, there's another avenue. There's another avenue. Yeah. And let's not play out mm. from the back. And by the way, next time you watch Everton, just, just, they, he is not interested in playing out. Just getting, get it in their half. Yeah. We'll win the second ball and we'll play from there and we're going to get the ball into the box. They filled the box many times with numbers, particularly those two central yeah. midfield players. And I liked, I just, I just thought, there you go. That's a, that's a way to try and get more production in the final third because that's obviously what they need. Um, they didn't get the victory yeah. and they, they want to defend and do better than that. But I, I kind of liked it. I thought the game yeah. was good and I think that approach is a smart mm. one from Daesh. Yeah, like it. I, I, I just thought there was good energy about, about Everton, Rob. Um, from a team that at times you, you're looking, you, you're scratching your head. You say from midfield, the looks would be a bit of legs in there. Go on, I can sit and protect a little bit better. Sometimes he's a little bit loose with his passing. Um, but in fairness, I thought Forrest, Forrest were good, had a good response. Brennan Johnson is a, is, a, is a little quality little operator in midfield who's going to get goals. You know, him and Gibbs White, I've got a really nice relationship. Chris Woods is a bit of a different foil for them but gives them a bit of an option and um, you know Forrest you know it's another good foot point for Forrest I think it's something like 9 or 10 now unbeaten at home in the Premier League on a, on a, on a really good run I think United were the last team that, that went and beat them so uh, on a good run at home that's key to, to staying up it's another precious point for for Steve Cooper and his men so um, I, it was it was a really good game two teams down who, who were down at the maybe the wrong end of the table, certainly from Everton's point of view. But um, no, good energy from Everton. I thought, like you, that's a bit of a, 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 a game plan to, to get them out of trouble. For, for Forrest, uh, if they can continue picking up points and, 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 and showing the dangers with the, the transitions, often when they, they break play up and, and, and attack quickly, if they can keep Johnson fit, mate, they, they've got a chance. Yes, absolutely right, Rob. And um, 
As you know, and you, you stopped my thunder a little bit there, I, with my underappreciated performers, I do try and look for those that, that are underappreciated, yes, but they're also ones to watch out for. And Brennan Johnson is my this weekend's mm. underappreciated performer slash keep an eye on this guy because that's seven Premier League goals now. He's only 21 years of age, a, a Wales international player, was great last year for them, and a player that stepped up to the Premier League level at 21 and looks like a threat, and his ability is what catches the eye for me, Rob. The talent that he's got, the finish where he sticks it in the top corner, I just think he's a talented player. And, you know, the, the, a lot of clubs, I think, will be watching him, Rob. We'll see how Forrest do, and it looks like they, they may have enough to stay in the division. Um, I actually kind of like what mm. Steve Cooper is doing there. Very difficult position, very difficult job. He's got like eight injuries, injuries now as well. But Brennan Johnson is... yeah a little underappreciated in the league in whole if, if our Premier League fans don't watch a lot of Forest when they're on the TV. But when they play your team, watch him. Excellent, excellent player. Number yeah. 20, I think he is. Um, he had a great game today, both goals, and one for the future. So he's my shout for uh, this weekend. Yeah, All right, good Rob. shout. Uh, yeah. We've seen plenty of, plenty of forwards, haven't we, come from the Championship and struggle to, to, to make a mark. He, he's definitely made a mark. Uh, with his, I just think he's an intelligent. He's got a really good football IQ around the box. That's one yeah. of the things I, I really like. As well as the goals have obviously been impressive. But yeah, yeah his movement around the box is smart. He's uh, talent. Yeah, yeah, good, good show. A couple of other results, mate. Let's let's just wrap it up. Uh, I tell you, it was close to my underappreciated. I'm not sure if he's underappreciated or not. Uh, Roberto De Zerbi at Brighton, mate. Yeah. Brighton four, West Ham nil. I mean, incredible things. He, he's turning, you know, he's turning potable to powerball, isn't he? I mean, he's he's getting goals. He's getting Productivity, big. Uh, is it Ethan Ferguson, the big centre forward yeah. for for Brian? Tell you, mate, he's another little one, little one under the radar. Keeps you know, big centre forward, good technique, gets his goals, leads the line well, clever footballer, and he's finding ways, isn't he? Um, get get the goals as well as playing the footballs. Incredible stuff for them, and they sit eighth in the table, mate. Twenty three games played, thirty eight points. I, I had the. I was very lucky to to interview Paul Barber, um, the chief executive of the football club, and um, they they think that they've got a special manager in Deserby. They think that I mean they've got they've got a list of positions for for in terms of replacing people that players and staff that leave the football mm. club. They feel they got a special manager. Um, so in some ways, it, it, it's amazing to see what he's doing in terms of taking it on from, from the manager and Graham Potter and taking it forward. Just another side note, just somebody to watch for the future. Um, they are particularly excited for a young kid that they've got recently, Facundo Buonanotte. was on the bench, Rob. He's had, a, he's had some minutes for Brighton, but I think he's one of them that came into their club. I haven't got his age here. I, I, I think he's a teenager, but he's one of them that they said came into our club Started training, and I think Deserby almost said uh, he's ready to start. So Buonanotte, a yeah. young kid, another I think from South America oh, somewhere. Yeah. They get so, they got so so many good players from that area. Such a, a clever yeah. recruitment strategy of of targeting countries that aren't the big clubs aren't it's targeting so much. Costa Rica, is it? Okay. 18-year-old 18, 18 Costa 18. Rican. Yeah, well, the, yeah. I, I'm just watching. 
every time I'm watching the team sheet, is he starting, is he on the bench? He's somebody yeah. that they are really high on, apart from everybody else, by the way, including the World Cup champion, yeah. Alexi McAllister, that, that scores yeah. from the penalty spot. Caicedo signed a new deal now, hasn't he? Yeah. Caicedo signed a deal this yeah. week, apparently, yeah. for four or five years. West Ham, West Ham, Robbie Earl, David Moyes, message coming mm. out that he's safe. Mm. What, uh, what are we thinking on Moisey? He's he's got credit in the bank, mate. It, it, yeah. It's not a lot. It, it, it's starting to, to wane a little bit, but there's enough credit in the yeah, bank to, to to see him through. Mm. Um, but you don't want too many of those, mate. You don't want too many off days like that, and, a, and maybe a bad week because they've got uh, Europa League coming up. He's got Larnica, haven't they, in the uh, Europa League? You don't want like a, a bad European defeat and a couple of. Um, Premier League defeats because that would put him under a little bit of pressure mm. and the credit would soon go out of the bank mm. but um, now nah, mm. Moisey, Moisey will be okay he, he's a survivor he knows how to get through it Aston Villa won Crystal Palace won uh, my friend Unai Emery gets gets the win courtesy of uh, I think it was an Anderson 1-0 you said 1-1 one, 1-0 one. One one sorry 1-0 1-0 yeah. Villa yeah Villa win 1-0 good win for Unai Emery uh, and his team he just Get the sense they're going to be fine, uh, Villa under Unai Emery. Uh, Palace, a little bit of a worry, mate. And, and we look down at that towards the bottom of the table now, and you know, five points between bottom three and 12th in the league, which is where Crystal Palace sit on 27 points. Long time since Palace won a game. I don't think they've won in 2023. Mm. They draw a lot, they draw a lot of games. I, I, I still think. Yeah. I still think they're going to be okay, but I think from them then on them down, anybody you know is not yeah. safe right now. Twenty-seven points yeah. they've got at the moment. Palace they're struggling no. a little bit, of course. Yeah, um, Villa, you know, Villa quietly going about their improvement. And Unai Emery's doing a good job yeah. there. Um, well done, one 0 for them. And uh, is this the last game? Uh, Southampton won Leicester game, City yeah. nil. Yeah. You, you, your phrase last year, I think, was was a, I don't know, it was now sleepwalking their way to relegation. A Leicester City, yeah, Rob. Are yeah. they are they thinking that they're too good for mm. relegation? Are they are they in danger? Even though the Madison is back now and still looks a million dollars, they yeah. are they yeah. Yeah. are they under pressure? Um. They are. They they may believe they're not, and they probably have got too much quality in a one-off game, if necessary, against teams down there that they should get results. Um, although they didn't they didn't do it against Southampton. Yes, they are, they are, they are in danger because I think everybody at that football club is not thinking they they can go down, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's never a good thing. It's mm-hmm. never a good thing. The manager will feel it. The owners will feel it. The players will feel it. Mm-hmm. I think most of the fans will feel it. We won't go down. We we mm-hmm. we, we got Madison and we got Barnes and we got Pat and we got Ianacho and Indeedy. Well, we 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 can't go down. Mm. Mm-hmm. We we've seen that before, mm-hmm. mate. Need to get a few results pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I think they got Chelsea, isn't it, next week at home to Chelsea next week? Have they? Leicester. Yeah, they have. Yeah, it's a, it's a USA game, ten o'clock. Eastern time mm. uh, next Saturday, yeah, Chelsea at home. So, wow, yeah, they got a tough little run. Um, listen, Rob, before you wrap mm. it up, I, I, I just think it's, it's a good time to take a breath and just appreciate the league that we work on and how lucky we are to work <laughs> in this league. It was another weekend yeah. Of, yeah. of everything, of everything, of stories, of emotions, mm. of mm. atmospheres, of comebacks, of incredible score lines. I mean, another weekend that shows off this Premier League. It's it's pretty amazing, and we're so lucky that you know it's a competitive league as it oh. is. When you can get a seven nil, mm. you. I mean, it, it was just a 
you know, a draw-dropping weekend that, that was great to be a part of, and it's, it's wonderful to cover this league. Absolutely, and it's one of them, Rob, but it, 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 to your point where, you know, I wasn't on this week, you can't wait to get on the potty and get started, <laughs> no. you want to get into seven goals of Liverpool. And but my, other, my other thought this week, and it, it didn't fit, and I, and I thought I'm shoehorning it, but at some point... I was going to try and make it my underappreciated performer of the week. I was going to make it the league. <laughs> but I don't think it is underappreciated. No, it's not. But it's just that it, you just never know, mate, do you? No. You never know from week to week, from good United to, you know, Bournemouth beating somebody to Southampton beating Chelsea, Chelsea yeah, to yeah. Leeds having a day. It's just, you yeah. just never, never know. And, mm. you know, it's a great point, Leicester City. If Leicester City think they're too good to go down. Let's hold that thought and let's let's have another conversation yeah. in May because unless yeah. they pull their finger out and start getting some some points on the board, they're going to find themselves in a difficult place. Yeah, Fulham, Rob, as well. The league, mate. You, you got Fulham in seventh God. place. You got eight Brighton and Brentford and Brentford. Brentford tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing, incredible. Amazing. Well done, the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, and we got we got a race at the top, mate. Arsenal holding their nerve with City chasing. Liverpool, they rolled back the years, put seven past Manchester United. We're going to be back on Wednesday. That's March 8th, this Wednesday, March 8th. We'll look back at two Champions League games with English clubs. Chelsea play Dortmund, Spurs play Milan. Both have got work to do. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.